welcome to a special bonus episode of the Spindrift podcast. I was called to head over to Italy to help out at the UCI Mountain Bike World Series event in the absolutely beautiful Finale Outdoor region. So essentially, my job was as a second MC. So I was helping the amazing Enrico Guala, aka the Enduro Pope, uh, run the main stage for the Enduro and Marathon Mountain Bike World Cup races. That meant I was doing things like chatting to enduro racers as they rolled off the stage to start their race, um, updating the venue crowd on what was happening out on the hill, calling up the marathon racers to their grid positions and helping with a little bit of live commentary in venue and other bits and pieces. And I absolutely loved it. Over the weekend, I managed to grab a few words with various people um, at the event to give you a bit of a glimpse of what it's like behind the scenes at a big event like this and the work that goes into it. So I chatted to Liz Walker, who's the team manager for Liv Racing, who was there supporting Liv uh, Enduro athlete Ray Morrison. I also chatted to Dimitri Tordo, aka Party Boy, who had a brilliant race, um, which was great to see after an elbow injury last season really knocked him back. And finally, I chatted to Reese Pearson from Great Big Events to discuss how they put on a show like this, their experience in other sports and what they're bringing across to mountain biking and the big plans for the future. Now, this is a little bit rough and ready as I recorded it on my phone, so please forgive the sound quality, but I hope you find it interesting nonetheless. We're standing in a beautiful... Italian street, the sun is shining, and I'm talking to Liz Walker. Liz Walker from, well, what's your job title now? So it's from Live Racing. Yep. But yep. just Live Racing now. Yes. So I'm team manager for Live Racing, and Live Racing is split up into two different teams Live Factory Racing, which primarily focuses on World Cup cross country, and then uh, Live Racing Collective, which is our syndicate of privateers. Um, specifically this weekend, I'm here supporting Ray Morrison, our Enduro World Series rider. So Ray's, uh, Ray's rolled out. She's up on the hill racing today. All the riders are out. It's, I mean, it's hot, it's dry, it's dusty out there. What kind of work happens to get the riders out? Like, What's going on here in the pits while everyone's out on the hill? I don't spend too much time at the Enduro World Cups. Um, however, uh, the vibe at Enduros is so different than the vibe with cross country and even the vibe with downhill. It's the three completely separate disciplines. So Ray is largely self-supported by um, her partner, Jesse, who is also her mechanic. Um, and so two days ago was practice. And so they spent a lot of time dialing the bike in um, and getting um, the specifications set for the tracks that are here. Uh, yesterday was a rest day. Uh, and so today uh, they got to the pit around nine o'clock this morning uh, to make sure that um, the bike was good to go. Ray did her warm ups. She had a very chill morning. Um, and then we walked with her up to roll out. And now it's hurry up and wait. So we see Ray in a few hours back at the pit um, to check in before she finishes up probably around 5.30 this evening. So it's a long day for obviously the races. It's a huge track. What is it like for everybody left back? I mean, they're, they're off doing their thing. What, you know, how, how do you feel? Like, is there anything you can do or you just have to like sit and wait for news? Yeah, that's pretty much it, Eva. We just sit and wait for news. Um, there are quite a few people who will head out to the tracks to um, see their riders at the end of the um, stages, but we can't help them. We can give them information, but we can't even hand over water or snacks. Um, we certainly can't help them with their bikes. So we keep an eye on live timing and try to update the rider when we can. 
So a lot of the preparation, a lot of the work behind the scenes happens in the run-up to today. This is, this is a huge amounts that go on. How early do people generally arrive for something like uh, an enduro race? And how does that compare to cross-country or downhill? Oh, that's a great question. And I, I would say it was probably would vary um, by rider and by team. Uh, Ray and Jesse are from New Zealand. So they actually arrived on the 20th of May. And they're using um, this Finale Ligura outdoor region as their as their base camp for the entire European season. Um, so, so they arrived here quite early um, to acclimate, get on the time zone, start riding some of the other tracks around town, um, just to, you know, get their heads on straight before racing. Uh, but normally I would say, uh, a normal World Cup week is from Monday to Monday. So you arrive on the Monday, um, you get everything set uh, with the paddock, with uh, rider confirmation, uh, then practice happens. Um, there's a rest day, there's a race day, and then come Sunday, it's time to pack up. And then you're either leaving Sunday evening or Monday morning. And are things changing this year? Because now we've got things for like for downhill and I see there's a lot more events happening together at the same place at the same time. Everything's bigger, it's scaled up and we now have semis for downhill as well. Does that change things a lot? Yeah, I think that it does. Uh, I was actually working on the logistics for um, the Val de Soleil uh, World Cup. Uh, yesterday, and I noticed, um, and that was that was just downhill and cross country that I was looking at. But I noticed that the schedule has changed. So when we add an enduro into this entire um, equation, um, the weekly schedule is going to be quite hectic, and it's going to be different from last year. But we don't actually know exactly what it's going to look like yet until we experience it in Leo Gang. It's brand new. You just got to do it, roll with it, and see what happens, and then adapt accordingly. So going back to you then, like so. What what does your role actually entail and how did you get into it? <laughs> oh, we could probably have a conversation <laughs> about this for a long time. Um, so uh, at, technically my title is Live, um, Live Global Marketing, um, Sports Marketing Lead. So uh, I, I do a lot of the sports marketing, um, mostly off-road uh, for Live Cycling Global Team. And then more on the ground, my title is team manager. And so especially for our factory teams, I'm doing um, uh, logistics uh, and on-site management for them. But for the um, both Live Racing Collective and Live Factory Racing, uh, I do all of the product ordering, shipping and receiving, making sure that everyone has essentially what they need to be successful throughout the season. I also do kind of the more boring stuff like um, processing expense reports and bonuses, um, uh, writing contracts, doing, well, I wouldn't say that scouting is boring. Scouting is actually quite fun, but athlete scouting, staff scouting. Um, so a lot of stuff happens in the background to get ready for the season. And then hopefully I feel like if I've done my job well, once we make it into the season, things are pretty smooth and stable. Um, and we just address things as they come up. Um, and then when we get to the end of the season, it's actually where my job starts all over again um, with a whole new cycle. So it's interesting because I think for a lot of people who follow racing, like the peak activity is during the race season. But actually, for a lot of what goes on behind the scenes, it's the in-between period. <laughs> That's when the action happens. And then this is kind of like the culmination of all that hard work, watching the races out on the hill. What does it feel like? I mean, do you get anxious for them? Do you, you know, do, do you emotionally involved in what's going on? Yeah, very much so, both of those things. Um, I mean, think of it as like a relationship. You are investing so much of yourself and your time and your energy and resources into the athletes, into the discipline, into the brand, into the bicycles. And so 
I definitely get anxious. I am very emotionally involved in what's happening. And um, it's very much, uh, I was actually just talking with um, a colleague team manager um, and we were talking about how the highs are high and the lows are low. Uh, there's very much an emotional swing that comes with racing. Um, when your athletes are doing really well, it's easy to just join in and, and feel that joy and happiness and excitement of doing really well. And then when things aren't going so well, you also feel really bad. Uh, and it, you're, it's a very empathetic job, I would say, where everyone else's emotions get wrapped into your own. And it must be hard as well then, because, you know, if, if the athlete's having a, a bad time and you, you feel that, you really feel that, but then you've kind of got to, like, help them get through it to try and not, not pretend you don't have feelings, but go, right, OK, yes, but what can we do about it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, it's it's that kind of mixture of empathy and also kind of, you know, transcending above the emotions. I mean, and taking a step back, pausing and saying, OK, well, this is the situation that maybe we can or can't change. How are we going to address it and move forward? Um, <laughs> being a team manager is sometimes a lot like being a counselor or a therapist in that sense. <laughs> it's huge. It's like management. You've got like logistics. You've got to be super organized, I can imagine. Very empathetic. Just have this view on everything that's happening. What's the next step for you this year? Because, you know, we're, we're sort of several races in now. What's next? Oh, man, this next um, block in June is um, quite busy. So, uh Today is the race in Finale Ligura. Um, tomorrow is Swiss National Championships in Crenn, Montana. Um, I head briefly back to our service course in uh, Innsbruck, Austria, before we head to Lenzerheide for the next um, downhill and cross-country World Cup. And then we head directly to Liogang, um, which is uh, the first time Enduro will join um, cross-country and downhill. Um, there's a small break for the cross-country and downhill crew while Enduro goes and does Val de Fassa. And then finally, um, cross-country and downhill come back together again um, in Val de Sole, Italy, before we shoo, finally have made it to the July break. Um, but honestly, the July break is, is a kind of a break for World Cups, but it's not a break necessarily for athletes and staff because many crunchies are also doing their national championships um, during this break. Uh, so it's, it's quite busy and hectic pretty much now through the rest of the season which ends in October. Wow, yeah, I mean, there's this really, we're barely, we're barely at the beginning. And we have the World Champs this year happening in Scotland, which is, I mean, I'm obviously personally very excited about it. I love racing and racing's going to be uh, happening uh, in Scotland, like basically on my doorstep. How do you feel about this huge event? Because it's a huge one. We've got like road, we've got track, we've got all the different mountain biking disciplines apart from enduro. Um, what's that going to be like from a, from a team manager perspective? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think that I personally am super excited to experience this um, this brand new way of bringing all the disciplines together, kind of like a, a mini Olympics, I would say, specific to cycling. And, um, you know, the way that we're doing it in Scotland is not everyone is going to be in the exact same location. So, for example, downhill is happening um, at Fort William, whereas cross country is going to be in the Tweed Valley, um, which is about an hour, hour and a half apart. Um, so not everyone's going to be fully together. Um, the way that we have structured our teams is that each discipline kind of operates independently. So from a team manager perspective, it's actually quite easy. But for teams that don't operate that way, it could be logistically difficult. Um, but I'm super excited to see how it goes. And I, um, I'm also really excited to see the way um, that our off-road disciplines are growing um, and, and really excitedly anticipate um, the next few years in the future um, as we move into hopefully a new era for off-road racing. It's going to be, it's exciting times. It's going to be an exciting year. There's lots to come. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for talking, chatting to me today, Liz. I know that you're busy, so I appreciate the time. Ipo, it was so great to run into you. Thank you so much. 
Tim, how was racing out on the man today? You had you had a good day. Yeah, I had a good day. It was a super out, super long day. It was a six stage, and uh, yeah. The two first one was super long, and then we did a, a short one. But uh, yeah, I will enjoy my day. The track was super destroyed at the end, like for the last man. But at the end, I'm pretty happy about my ride. I was uh, try to be smooth as I can and uh, try to have a, a good uh, a good day and uh, to enjoy my day. So I'm pretty happy about my, my results. So yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, we were watching the, the live like stage timing come in and I saw your name up there and I was like, yes, yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, it's good to be back in the front of the race. So after a bad season last year because I broke my elbow. So it's hard after, but uh, now I keep pushing and uh, I feel more better and more confident in my, uh, my riding on my body. So I'm, uh, I'm ready for the rest of the season. Well, what is it like from a racer's perspective, this, this area and this event particularly? Uh, it's always to be back, to to be in in Pietra is uh, like uh, is like uh, la dolce vita like it's pretty easy like the the beach like the ice cream you have everything everything is closed so and expect in Pietra the track was super natural more than uh, finale so I'm I'm prefer Pietra than finale because uh, nobody go right there so yeah. it's uh, more fun and more natural track so it's quite a kind of uh, tracks uh, similar at my own with the loose rocks and everything so I'm not uh, I'm not lost on this kind of tracks <laughs> so when's the next round and are you traveling there now no we have a break off uh, and then uh, we have we go to Leogang but uh, Sunday I travel in my home so I have some couple days uh, a few days uh, of rest and uh, keep focus on the next one and so it's now the UCI Enduro World Cup ha- has that felt different from your perspective uh, not really not a big change it's uh, quite the same for me but uh, yeah it's more I don't know nothing crazy nothing changed so it's always a, a good organisation always a, yeah nothing nothing else is I mean you're clearly back on form what are your goals for the rest of the season then uh, I try to be consistent uh, and uh, try to to do a podium maybe uh, on each se- uh, I don't know which one but uh, I try uh, in there going to be in a top, top three maybe I will try but uh, my goal is uh, to be consistent all the all the season and uh, to try my best on every way so we'll see at the end of the season but uh, I'm pretty happy about uh, my day today so okay I'm gonna be cheering you on thank you very much for chatting to me today thank you So we're just on our way back from an incredible busy, incredibly busy and intense weekend uh, in the Finale Outdoor region. And I'm going to have a quick chat with Reese Pearson, who's a sports producer for Great Big Events. Tell us, first of all, like, what, what does sports producer mean? What does your role entail? Yeah, so um, I'm a sport producer for GBE. We work specifically in sport presentation as like our core business. Um, as a sport producer, I kind of oversee the full production and in this case for the Mountain Bike World Series, we've worked on the project for nearly six months now from like the creative design at the very first meetings with Discovery um, through to the delivery of the different events in different locations with the different disciplines across multiple, multiple um, venues. So we're working with Discovery to, to bring their ideas together um, and as a producer, it's my role to kind of work in with our content creation team, which we will send to basically big squeeze within the venue. We 
put together like a creative um, brief and project around music, which is a big part of our business. And then we work globally with announcers and um, presenters to kind of bring the brand to life in a live event environment. So um, we kind of tie that all together. We, we create um, a show for everybody to to enjoy and as a producer it's sort of my 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 job to to communicate that vision to those who come on board and work with us um uh, to deliver the event so so yeah that's kind of an overview of what what i do i mean that that's that's a lot um so if anyone's been to um like an enduro race or a world cup event before um, you'll know that you know you have like you have MCs on site that are kind of telling you what's going on. You'll have like the results up on the screen. So I mean, so that's kind of the thing you do. So you know, when if anyone's coming to any of the events, you provide that experience for them. So they they're sort of really getting a great understanding. They're fully immersed in what's going on. And um, but things are changing up a bit this year as well. So you've got big plans for what people can expect from the World Cup series this year. Absolutely, like. Um we've we've obviously got different events across across the the world cup and the world series going to different venues which all have different challenges in themselves but it's our idea to try and elevate the sport the sport itself is 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 massively exciting and we're learning every day around how to best maximize the potential of the sport um i think as a spectator piece the sport itself is is already so so high it's our job to kind of build a show around that and how do we best promote the sport for those who are in in the venue so the music that we pull together is all there to try and enhance the biggest moments um, we work in direct in direct contact with sponsors and other stakeholders to try and bring them to life um, at the live site and try and expose them as as much as possible to to those who are coming along to watch watch the events but also to keep people entertained throughout we all know that there's there's key moments within the sport that we try to enhance but there's also those down moments those breaks where what can we do a little bit differently that perhaps people haven't seen before whether that's things that are going on the screen and having a bit of fun with those who are in the crowd and and putting them on screen having chats with those who are important after a little break, as we got pulled over by the police whilst crossing from Italy into France, we shall resume. It's not just Enduro now, so we've got downhill, cross-country, marathon and Enduro. Um, you've experienced all of those now? Yeah, so um, we've obviously sit, our contract is with um, Mountain Bike World Series and all of these World Cups now sit within that World Series. So it's about embracing the differences in all of those sports and how we kind of react in different situations to those so um whilst it's all mountain bike obviously there's so many different um different parts of the show that we kind of need to take on board and it's interesting seeing the differences between the sports both from like a performance perspective but also a spectator it's not necessarily going to be the same people watching those disciplines and how do we adapt our show to to suit those who are who are coming along to watch so a lot of it is pre-planned like we put a lot of pre-production work into um creating the show and the content that we want to show but also it's about being reactive in the moment and anything can happen in live events so the idea for us is to have everything kind of prepared and ready so that we're ready for any situation that might um that might take place and we've had different experiences whether it be in tasmania for the enduro where um a, a real real remote location but a huge passion for enduro similar to the finale region you've really got passionate fans in in that area and um, we were recently in Nove mesto um, in the czech republic for the cross country which 
basically took on cross-country Olympic, cross-country short course, um, and the marathon as well. So it's about tying all of those sports together, having that consistent approach across the World Series, but then also touching on the sort of nuances of um, the individual disciplines. Uh, GBE work across a, a lot of different sports. You've you've kind of worked with swimming, football, and you must have sort of great ideas and experiences from how those sports communicate with fans in in the audiences that are you know, in the stadiums and and velodromes. What kind of things do you think could be pulled across from those other sports to to make the experience richer for mountain bike fans? Yeah, I think every sport is unique but in terms of what we we do we have there's definitely transferable um opportunities across sports i think one for us at the minute which is quite big is content and technology and how we best utilize that because some of the the stats and data that are provided to us in mountain bike are so interesting um i think one thing we're doing at the minute is to try and really profile the riders and give them more exposure to to the spectators who are in um in the venue and the personalities behind them by putting headshots on the big screen and seeing what they're like outside of the racing i think that's one side to it and then on a more stats um, driven side of things is what racing data can we put on the big screens can we show how fast a rider is traveling at a certain point what's their heart rate because i think with the technology that's available to us now and i think from a broadcast perspective that they're, they're starting to do that really well and hopefully we're moving along that journey with them um that's the interesting stuff for people these days the excitement of the sport is one thing but the information and the details and the technology the stats that go behind it are what are what people are starting to become more and more um interested in so we could reach a stage where we're like we're watching an enduro race and we're like, okay, uh, Isabel Couduria is on stage five. She's coming down this hill. This is the speed she's traveling at. Her heart rate is at this this level. You know, that that's what's going on with her. So you really almost know exactly what the athlete's experiencing as they race the race. Exactly. It's about trying to put as many spectators in the position of the rider as possible <laughs> without having the skill and the talent of some of these riders. Like the data behind them is so interesting and being able to compare that with their own data as a, as a, as a cycling fan, you can, you can see the, the differences in what the actual pro athletes are doing and what the everyday person who, who kind of strives towards those standards um, and what they kind of need to do to get there. So I think there's the education piece around that, but it's also just very exciting to see that someone's heart rate was at this level for so long and how do they actually manage that as a as a human being one of the things that i really loved from um from both the enduro and the marathon and um, being sort of based around that sort of finish area in the in the stage in the arena was when we got live footage because you, normally that's something that's reserved for people watching online or watching the live broadcast but to have that on the stage in the studio uh, not in the studio on the stage uh, and follow the racing in action I mean, that must be logistic quite difficult to achieve absolutely and i think that's one of the biggest challenges particularly around the enduro sport at the minute is that because of the, the vast area that they cover when they're com um, and with the marathon as well that they're the vast area that they're covering when they're competing is it's almost in not impossible but a real high investment to be able to cover that from a broadcast perspective so what can we do to go to the hot spots and put installations in place that can go live and it almost kind of attaches the live site where we were based with the sport that's taking place on on the mountain so whether that's with a camera setup or one one thing we used this weekend was um gopros with an internet connection that fed back into our vision system which gives you that perspective of what's going on at different stages throughout the race and i think we saw that that live sport is 
what gets people most engaged. And as soon as you throw that on screen, people were more and more engaged with what we were doing. And we can almost build the show around the live sport, which is something that we're very used to doing, but with the challenges in the likes of Enduro, it's hard sometimes to stay completely attached to what's going on on the mountain. Yeah, like we were saying, like, you know, and like with football, where the audience is sitting there watching the crowd, you know, the spectators are sitting there watching the action in front of them or a velodrome where everybody is in the same space with a lot of mountain bike events. You you have your start and then the riders disappear off for several hours and then they come back again. So it's kind of all about maintaining that excitement, that level of engagement. Your background is not in mountain biking. You know? So you, you, you're you a sports fan, but not. This is kind of like your first experience within the world of mountain biking. What, what, what do you feel about mountain biking or what are your opinions of it having come in with fresh eyes yeah absolutely it's it's exciting it's a very like the sport itself to me like is an extreme sport i think it's got so much potential and the kind of direction that we're moving in collectively as an organization to try and build the reputation of the sport but also get the touch points of different new markets and the experience of those who are coming along to watch it i think there's so many personalities within the sport that i think so many spectators that may not have seen mountain bike before would really relate and engage and be excited by yeah i just i think the sport has so much potential where we're looking forward to being part of that journey um, and I think the more people kind of pay a bit of attention to it the first time I watched a, a mountain bike event I was engaged straight away and the sport is exciting the riders within it are so so talented and it's actually an exciting sport to watch from the very off and also the fan base that is already within the sport are very unique and there's the relationship between the spectators and the riders that it's almost like not not every sport has it, it has a there's a lot of potential in terms of what we can do to enhance the spectator experience around the sport but it's already got a great foundation in terms of the history and everything that's there it's is how we now take it forward into the sort of years coming up but we we know as fans we love the sport we're sure other people are going to love it it's just giving it more exposure more coverage and there i know that there are big plans afoot for the future i'm going to ask you a difficult question well i think it might be difficult you might find it easy and maybe it's just a very mountain bike question. If you had to choose to do one of those four disciplines, marathon, cross country, enduro or downhill, which would you do? I think it would be the downhill. I think the downhill just is, for me personally, is probably the mo the most exciting. And the, the fan base around it is just there. There's just such an excitement around the sport. And I think cross country is more obviously more of a uh, endurance sport, especially with the marathon. I uh, I don't think I'd be I'd be cut out for that one. But the downhill itself, I think the reaction that you get for the crowd and it's probably the most attached you feel to to the sport because you are doing the downhill run, particularly with the broadcast coverage that is currently being provided you have the three minute runs or around three minutes and the, the kind of reaction that you get within the bowl is something that's quite special you have a start point and an end point and you have that one run to really put a good time in that's nothing against the other disciplines but I think downhill is the one that probably gets me out of my seat the most that's the one that has you grip and um, Reese, you've got a busy year ahead there's been several races down but we've got quite a lot more to, to go um, what's your what are you most looking forward to happening over the rest of the season I think it's the the content that we have available to us to show and potentially show things that have, have never been shown before at mountain bike again that insight into race data that maybe hasn't been communicated as well in venue at this time we have led gantries like led finish pin pillars for the downhill the screens we utilize so well um, around the hot seat elements which i know is, is attached to, to downhill but basically just showing off the riders as much as we can we've been through a process of content capture where we've got all these headshots of 
for the riders and things that have never really been done before in the sport. It's just the beginning of, of what, where we want to end. But I think for this series is about showing off the riders, showing off the real exciting stats and data behind the sport and hopefully taking the sport to a next level and contributing towards the broadcast as well. Because whilst what we do is mostly based for those in venue, it ties in with the broadcast of the sport and what you see on the big screens in venue also gets covered on the broadcast of it as well. And I think seeing that come to life is something quite rewarding for us as a team. And I think it's only, yeah, as I say, just the beginning with, with mountain bike. Fantastic. And also you get to go to beautiful places like the Finale Outdoor Region, which wasn't terrible this week. Uh, Reese, thank you so much and uh, safe journeys onwards. And we're sure to see how the rest of the season pans out. No problem is. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to this special bonus episode of the Spindrift podcast. Normal service will resume next episode with an athlete interview. Um, I have been your host, Aoife, and if you like this style of episode and would like more, let me know. Leave a comment or contact me via the Spindrift podcast website. Come on, come on.